I don't know if I said this recently, but I, I definitely need to today. I, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to be, uh, to be here, to be a pastor here at Troy Christian Church. And this was really driven home to me a couple weeks ago. Um, I received a phone call from a former employee of mine, uh, uh, former co-worker Lawrence. He called me one Friday afternoon. It was about 2 o'clock. He was in Wichita, Kansas at a Walmart working on a paint machine. And he called and said, Tim, can you help me? And, and he said, sure, Lawrence, I'll, I'll try to help. And, and he explained the situation. He was trying to get two machines to talk to get, to, to communicate to each other. A, a, a machine that color scans and, and getting it to communicate with the tinting machine. Had Lawrence said that it was a, uh, and this means nothing to you, but if he had said it was a Corb or a fluid management or a hero, I would have been, no problem, Lawrence, this is what you need to do. Do this, 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 and this, but it wasn't. It was a Dromont. When I worked for that company, I hated Dromonts. And, and as soon as he said it was a Dromont, I knew that I couldn't help him. So, so I started to say, well, Lawrence, have you called? And he, he interrupted me and said, I have called everyone. I talked to Porter Services, the company that's supposed to support this, this company. I talked to the other co- I've talked to my boss. I've talked to everyone and no one could help me. He knew what he needed to do. He needed to get the two machines to communicate with each other, to talk to each other, but no one could tell him how to make it happen. Not the company that manufactured either of the two machines. No one could tell him how to make it happen. This morning, we're going to continue our story uh, our story uh, about Mary and her life. And, and we're going to look today, we looked uh, actually a couple weeks ago, at the unexpected journey, but today we're going to look at the the next step of that, and it's called the unscripted journey. Last uh, or two weeks ago, we finished the section in Luke chapter one. Uh, it was verse thirty-eight. We we finished with this powerful verse, cool verse. Remember what we said there? I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered. So after the angel had spoken to her, she got the idea and realized that that God had a plan for her, was going to use her. I am the Lord's servant. And basically, I'm yours, is what she said. Mary answered, may it, be, may it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. What a, what, a powerful, what a powerful yet troubling verse. Powerful because we see her going from fear to faith. We, we see her totally accepting and saying, okay, God, whatever you said, I, I'm willing to do. I, I, I am the Lord's servant. I'm going to follow what you, you've asked me to do. I'm I'm going to do exactly what you've asked me. That It was so powerful, and yet, did you see the troubling part of that verse? There's a section of that verse that once you notice it, it's hard to unnotice. Notice at the end of verse 38, it says this, Then the angel left her. I don't think I'd noticed that till recently, and once I noticed it, it just stands out. The angel had had given her this unexpected journey, had told her what she was going to do. Mary says, okay, I'm in, I'm yours. And then what happens? The angel left. The angel left. He, he didn't tell her what was going to happen next. He didn't say, this is what you do today and next week and the week after that. He didn't say, this is all the things that are going to happen to you. This is how I'm going to prepare you for the journey. Instead, Luke tells us very simply that the angel left. Hey, you're going to be the, the mother of the Messiah. See you later. Uh, uh, anyone here uh, fans of Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation? It, it is must see. 
uh, must-see TV or, or movie watching for the champ. I mean, my kids, uh, except for my daughter, she's not into it, but all, all my boys, uh, and I'm not sure that Rita's into it all as much as we, yeah, but, but, but it's must-see TV. We love Christmas vacations. In fact, my grandkids were playing with this, I guess it's an ornament or a little, little thing this week from uh, Christmas vacation. I'll, I'll see if you can listen to it. If you look, it's the scene in the movie when, when Clark takes the, the two ends of the cords and, ah, and, and the lights come on and everyone comes out and the whole house is lit up and, 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 and he finally has his victory. But do you remember, do you remember a few scenes earlier before that when he calls his whole family out to see the lighting of the, the Christmas lights? The house is going to be beautiful and he plugs it in. Right before he does, he says, drum roll please and it's going to be exciting and they're doing a and he puts it together. And nothing happens. Wow, you talk about anticlimactic. Mary had just been told that she would be the mother of the Messiah. She was going to be the miraculous mother of, of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, the Emmanuel, God. Oh, she was going to be the fulfillment of the promise they'd been looking for for centuries. And then the angel left. Imagine, if you will, that an angel appeared to you and, and called you to an unexpected journey, called you to do something that was special. Maybe, maybe he called you to a ministry that would, that would reach out to the hurting, to the broken, to the poor, to the, to the homeless, to orphans. God called you, and you knew that God was calling through an angel that, hey, this is the ministry I'm calling you to. And, and you, you were afraid at first, but then you're like, okay, God, I'm ready. And then, and he just disappears. Uh, that's exactly, it, it appears, what happens here. Now, now maybe, maybe the angel stayed for several hours, maybe stayed for a couple of days, but that's not what Luke says. <laughs> Luke said she basically said, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm the Lord's, I'm going to do it, and the angel left. Uh, Mary was called to an unexpected journey, and now we see that she's called to an unscripted journey. Let's look this morning. And see how she handles this situation where she's called to this life-changing journey by the angel Gabriel, and then he leaves. If you have your Bible, uh, look with me in Luke chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 39, uh, 39 through, through 45. We're not going to read it, but, but the very end of the sermon, we'll, we'll reference uh, a few verses after that. Uh, Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to the town in the hill country of Judea. So it appears after the angel left, called her to this journey, and the angel left, it appears that at least fairly quickly, maybe it was a day, maybe it was a week, but fairly quickly she got up and left, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth were the parents of John the Baptist. If you read earlier in Luke chapter 1, you see that story talked about. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her wound. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is this child that you will bear. But who am I? Or, but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the babe in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Mary didn't worry. 
Now, now I'm not saying it's not that, that she didn't have worries. I'm not saying that there weren't days that she woke up and like, oh man, what, what am I going to do? What is ha- why did God choose me? And what, what in the world is going to happen here? But, but it appears as we follow through this journey, this unexpected journey, and now a journey that wasn't scripted, that, that she wasn't told exactly how it would happen, it appears that she really doesn't worry. Now, if I were writing the story in Luke chapter, uh, chapter 1 here, I think I would add a little bit more detail. I think I would, I would explain what happened next. When the angel left, what did Mary do? Did she, uh, did she go write in her, uh, her diary? Dear diary, you're not going to believe what happened today. Uh, did she go talk to her mom? Did she go to the synagogue to pray? What did she do? But Luke doesn't share those details with us at all. I know had it been me, I probably would have worried. I probably would have been, been seized with fear and paralyzed by that fear, unable to move. We have to assume that after the, the angel left, that Mary thought to herself, what now? What now? See, often when God calls his people to unexpected journeys, when God calls you to an unexpected journey, he also calls us to unscripted journeys. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, we see the story of Abraham. God called him to an unexpected journey, but it was also unscripted. Genesis 12, 1 says this, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Abraham, pick up everything, all your family, all your animals, all your possessions, and take off. And I'll show you when you leave. It's not like God sat down and, and, and pulled out a big old map and said, Abraham, uh, Abraham, you're here, and this is where you're going to go. The first night, you're going to stay at a little inn right here, and the next night. No, he just said, hey, get up and go. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, uh, about Moses, it says, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. God said, Moses, take my people and lead them to the promised land. But he didn't take him the direct route. He didn't take him the route that Moses would have chosen. He basically said, just follow me. I'm going to show you how to get there. Uh, it was unscripted. We, we talked about this a, a couple months ago. But over in Joshua chapter 3, verse 2, when Joshua was getting ready to lead the children of Israel into the promised land, remember what it said there? When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priest who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go. Then you will know which way to go, since we have never been there before. Joshua was basically saying, hey, I don't know where we're going. I don't know how we're going to get there. I don't know what God has in store. But when the ark leaves, follow it. So God has always, always called unexpected journeys also unscripted journeys. So Mary had to be asking the question, what now? What now? The reality is there there was an answer there. And Mary picked up on it. In uh, in chapter 1, verses 36 and 37, we looked at this last week. We read it. We didn't really talk about it. But, but notice what he says in verses 36 and 37. When Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have, or even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. So her first question was, what now? That had to be immediately followed with, oh, where do I go? 
what now? But where do I go? Uh, the angel had had given Mary an opportunity to have proof and confirmation of the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the angel had told Mary that the, the Holy Spirit was going to come on her, and he'd given her an opportunity when he mentioned that her aunt or her relative, Elizabeth, was going to have a, a, a baby. Now, we don't know what kind of relative. Maybe maybe it was a cousin, maybe it was her aunt, but, but you can almost imagine the relationship there. Maybe it was Aunt Elizabeth, and she lo- Mary loved her Aunt Elizabeth and Uncle Zachariah. The, the, they were an old couple, but they had no children, and, and maybe they were just kind-hearted. Maybe they were the type that, that adopted their nieces and nephews and treated them like their own. Maybe someone here has an aunt like that, an, an aunt that, that has never never been married, or maybe an aunt that never had their children, but treated you like they were own. Now, I was never lucky enough to have that, but, but one of my daughter-in-laws, Heidi, uh, has an aunt like that. It's her Aunt Denise. Aunt Denise has never been married, but oh, Aunt Denise was a wonderful aunt. Uh, Heidi tells stories how, uh, how Aunt Denise would, would get them special gifts on, on their birthdays and at Christmas, uh, graduations. She took them on vacations. She'd just call them up and say, do you want to go out to eat? And they didn't just go to McDonald's. They'd go to nice restaurants. She loves her Aunt Denise. She feels sorry for her that she never had any children of her own, but boy, what a blessing Aunt Denise has been to my, my daughter-in-law, Heidi. And so maybe, maybe Mary looked at uh, Elizabeth a little bit like that. Oh, oh, I love my Aunt Elizabeth. But she caught in, in that explanation, she caught that that God had, that the angel had said, but even your, your relative Elizabeth, old Aunt Elizabeth, who never had any children, even she is pregnant, and she's six months along. See, God gave her uh, confirmation. When, when Mary thought, where do I go? She realized that she could go somewhere and find that confirmation that God was being truthful with her. If you want to believe a miracle in your life, what better place to go than to see a miracle in someone else's life? What better way to have confirmation that God is speaking to you than to find someone that God has spoken to, that God has done something in, and, and have that. And, and immediately she received confirmation. Notice from the, the text we read this morning that as soon as she walked in the room and yelled, Aunt Elizabeth, I'm here, we're told that the baby that was in in Elizabeth, who was six months along, so the, the six-month-old baby in the mom leaped for joy. Now, catch this. I'm not, I'll let you make the connection. I'm, I'm kind of thinking here. A, a six-month-old baby in her mother, put there by God, a miracle of God, but isn't every baby a miracle of God? When it came into the presence of the Christ child, who at this time, Jesus would have only been days old in his mother's wound, in Mary's wound, maybe a week or maybe two weeks old at tops. So so when when Mary stepped in with the Christ child in, in her wound, John the Baptist, who was six months along in, in Elizabeth's wound, leaped for joy. When God places... Uh, a miracle in one, and he sees the Christ child. It leapt with joy. Wow. What confirmation for her that that, that baby recognized 
who Jesus was. It, it also tells us there that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know if Mary realized that. I don't know if there was something that came over Elizabeth that she understood it immediately. If she, she just looked different and knew it, but we're told that she, that, that the Holy Spirit filled her. And this is what she said. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. Confirmation number two. Mary hadn't told anyone. Now, I'm fairly certain at this point, Mary hadn't told her mother. Mary hadn't told Joseph. Mary hadn't told anyone. Because right after the angel left, she left to go to Elizabeth. And, and, and they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have text. They didn't have email. There's no way that Elizabeth could know that Mary was pregnant. And she was only days pregnant. And she walked in, and Mary acknowledged the fact, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Mary must have been floored. She was probably thinking about, how am I going to tell my Aunt Elizabeth that I'm pregnant when, boom, Elizabeth brings it up. And here's the third statement. And and it really is even maybe the most compelling. This is what she said. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. That, That is almost exactly what Mary had said. May it be to me as you have said. And now Elizabeth is saying, Blessed are you because you, you've agreed to it, because you're going to follow through. Blessed are you because you believe. She didn't worry about, she didn't worry about her story. Mary didn't worry about trying to explain what her story was. Uh, it doesn't mean that she didn't have problems, but Mary had received confirmation from God and, and confirmation that it was God who was writing her story, not her. And she didn't worry about her future. There are certainly going to be moments of wonder. There are certainly going to be moments where, where she wasn't sure what her future held. It was unscripted, but, but she knew that God was in control and she was in his hands. God calls us, oftentimes, to unexpected journeys. God, God is going to call you throughout your life, many times, to unexpected journeys. And I've got some news that's not really good, but it's a reality. Oftentimes, those unexpected journeys are also unscripted. This I know, God will call you. God will call you. Maybe it's to serve, maybe it's to love, maybe it's to give, maybe it's to step out on faith. I don't know what it's going to be, but God will call you to uh, unexpected journeys. And and most of the times they're not going to be scripted. God's not going to give you a, a step one, step two, and step three. You simply have to believe. Mary, Mary didn't worry, and, and we see another thing here. She didn't whine. She, she could have said, she could have said to, to, to those around her, she could have said to herself, she could have cried out to God, why me? Uh, Joseph and I were going to be married within the year. I had already had plans to, to have a simple life and, and start having, having children, and life was going to be so simple. And now, God, you've called me to this, but she, she didn't ask. Why me? Certainly she was troubled. We see that uh, in verse 29. Certainly she said, how's this going to be? We see that in verse 34. But she acted. But there was some hesitation. Notice what it says in verse uh, verse 56. or um, Yeah, verse 56 of the text. Uh, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Why? Why do you think Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months? The angel appeared and, 
And, and Mary said, I'm yours, I'm going to use me. She went to see Elizabeth. Elizabeth already knew about it when she got there. said, blessed are you that you're going to have this child. Blessed are you that you've, you've agreed to follow the Lord. Why did she stay with her three months? I, I think actually there was some hesitation there. There was some, I'm not sure what to do next. God has called me. Uh, where do I go? And where do we go when we're uncertain? Go to someone that believes in us. I think she stayed there three months because she needed to be around someone that believed in her. She needed to be around someone who who understood a miracle. Every day Elizabeth woke up and, and saw her growing child and realized that, that, that it was a miracle. And I think Mary chose to stay with her because she needed to be with someone who was filled with the Holy Spirit and yet someone who understood what she was going through, someone that believed in her. But she also accepted, she accepted what had happened. Because after three months, she went home. We're told in Matthew that an angel appeared to Joseph and basically said, hey, Mary's with child, but, you know, explained the whole thing. Hey, it's, you know, it's going to be the Christ child. Uh, so I think Mary came back three months later. She was showing, and Joseph had to be told, and the angel's the one that did it. Mary could have stayed with Elizabeth for the entire pregnancy, but she reached a point where she had to step out on faith. See, when God calls us to an unexpected journey that's oftentimes unscripted, when God calls you to, to a journey that he places it on your heart, you may not know which way to go, where to turn, what step to take first. But there comes a time when you have to step out on faith. When God speaks to your heart, when God calls you to make a difference in someone's life, when God calls you to, to step out of your comfort zone, when God calls you to, to step out and write a check or to step out and sign your name on a volunteer slip. When God calls you to reach out and speak to someone and open up yourself and open up even your heart to someone. When God calls you to a journey, there's always going to be that moment. You can say, okay, God, I understand. I'm willing to do it. There always comes that time where you have to make that last point that you step out on faith. For Mary, it took three months when she went home and, and faced Joseph. God took care of that. Faced her mom, I guess God took care of that. To, to face her relatives, to face all the people, to face the possible scandal. But she stepped out on faith. There, there's going to be times um, in our lives and in the life of our church where God's going to call us to journeys. And unfortunately, God doesn't script them out step by step by step. There always comes a time that we have to eventually step out uh, on faith. You, you may not be called to be the next Billy Graham or the next Max Lucado. Jim mentioned him earlier, or the next Rick Warren. But God's calling you to be his vessel. Are you willing to step out on faith? A couple of weeks ago, I, I went to a basketball game over in St. Joe. I'd, I, early in the day, I'd called my friend Charlie Watkins and, uh, to ask him about something and and after I hung up, about two minutes later, I, the phone rang again. My cell phone came up walking. So I, hello, Charlie. And it wasn't Charlie. It was his, his older daughter, uh, Jenna. 
And Jenna said, hey, you want to come to our game tonight? We're playing in St. Joe. They, they, they go to Christian school at uh, Show Me Christian Youth Home, and they were going to play at a Christian school in St. Joe. We're playing there tonight. I said, great. So, so I went to their game that night, and what a blessing to, to, to be with Charlie. I know Charlie's been here several times. Some of you know who he is. Uh, hopefully you know his story. Charlie and Jody, a, a few years ago, had, had everything exactly like they were expecting. They both had graduated from college. They were teachers. They were both teaching in the Effingham School District. Uh, Charlie was helping his dad. His dad boards horses and raises horses. Charlie loves horses. He was helping his dad do that. And they had, I mean, everything was falling into place. Uh, he was getting to coach football. I don't, he's lucky that he went to show me and he didn't have to coach against you, Coach Jasper. But, uh, uh, but, uh, and he, he made that comment to me once too. He's like, oh, he's a little better coach than me. But, 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 oh, I mean, everything was right where he wanted it to be. And then God called him to an unexpected journey. Someone from Show Me showed up at our church, the church at Rushville. And, and it wasn't an angel. He never told me an angel appeared, but, but the Holy Spirit began to speak to Charlie and Jody. And, and he called them to, uh, to show me. They've been there, actually, on their second stint there, there now. And I, I guarantee you a couple things. They're not getting rich. In fact, I know one of their stays at Show Me, they were, they, they were, they were using their savings to help provide for the kids and their family. Um, um, the, the show me family they're 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 not getting rich they don't get much accolades it's a thankless job it's not easy they they work tirelessly hour upon hour both of them caring for children that no one else cared about and yet god said go and they had no idea what it was going to look like it was totally unscripted but god led them to it uh, we see finally that Mary ended up worshiping the Lord. She did uh, worship. I'm not going to take time to read that, but, but right after uh, the section that we read, starting with verse 40, uh, 46, we, we see Mary's song of praise. If, ta- if you have some time, just kind of read through that. It's a, it's a beautiful explanation, a beautiful prayer, a beautiful song that Mary sings to the Lord, that she worshiped, worshiped the Lord. She, she welcomed help. But she also wanted to worship for the Lord. God calls us oftentimes to unexpected journeys. And when he does, they'll be unscripted. Seven and a half years ago, uh, when, when I left the ministry at, at Rushville that I'd been at for 25 years, it was a time of turmoil in our hearts and our lives. And I'll, I'll never forget an angel appearing to me. Now, he appeared to me in the, in the, in the shape of my wife. So, I guess I'm saying my wife's an angel. Isn't that nice? But, but, but I remember my, my angel appeared to me and said, God's going to use this. God's got a plan. God's going to use you again. And, and I was called to a journey there, an unexpected journey, one that I wasn't planning for, one that I wasn't ready for. And it certainly was one that was unscripted because because I don't know, for seven and a half years, we ask ourselves, what is it? God, how are you going to use us? What's this journey going to look like? How, how, how are you going to make it happen? It was certainly unscripted. Uh, but God has. When God calls us to unexpected journeys, and he will, if you open your spirit, if you open your heart, they'll oftentimes, if not always, 
be unscripted. But we always have to step out on faith. Would you bow with me? Father, we thank you today for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We, we know in the life of uh, Elizabeth and Mary that the Holy Spirit was presence. Uh, that, that Mary had the Holy Spirit surrounding her, overshadowing her. And Father, we know that in the presence of the Christ child that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she spoke prophetically to Mary. Father, you, you have journeys planned for us as individuals. You have journeys planned for us as a church. Uh, Father, let us have the faith to say, Lord, I'm yours. And Father, let us have the courage, even when you don't lay them out word for word and step by step, when they're unscripted, Father, help us have the faith to make that step, that step of faith, to trust in you. Uh, Father, we pray this in Jesus' name.